What is up, everybody in the Scuttlebutt Nation? I haven't said that in a while. What is happening? Thank you very much. I am Ro from the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast, part of the Red 5 Network, and uh, you have seen us here. Uh, thank you, everybody, in the chat. There seems to be a lot of people in the chat already to say hello. Let's uh, let's go through that. Uh, do you guys remember that show? Uh, was it Romper Room that they had uh, the lady, the teacher with the mirror that said, oh, I see Danny and Johnny. And uh, let's see who we see in our magic mirror. We've got uh, Skywalker's Academy. What is up, Spencer? Hello, Spencer. Comics and Cosmetics. Danny, uh, <clears throat> we are teaming up next week for a wonderful, wonderful Scare Live. I'll give you guys details uh, later tonight. Megan is in the house. She's probably either working or working out. So the uh, the jury is still out on that. But uh, let's see. Um, let's see uh, what she's uh, doing. I know I'm, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get some some chatter from her in a bit. Um, again, thank you guys for joining me on this edition of Scarif Live Saturday nights. Uh, you know, we drop all uh, our audio episodes on Thursdays. Um, we, uh, I just dropped uh, this week. I dropped two episodes. We did a uh, Red Five Network peer support uh, podcast. Got together with a couple of podcasts and a couple of marketers that uh, we kind of talked about. Um, you know, what goes on in our minds when it comes to marketing our own shows. Um, everything from equipment to uh, views and uh, all that stuff that preoccupies our brains when it comes to uh, creating all this wonderful content for you guys. Um, and then uh, what other show did we do? I think uh, Dave and I got together and we talked about the Inquisitors. Um, Dave is, uh, is a funny guy. He's one of my favorite collaborators and um, we uh, we broke uh, 2024, uh, you know, had him on on the uh, as uh, as a guest for the uh, the year's first podcast and, um, you know, kind of breaking down all our wonderful geek moments of 2023. That was a lot of fun. I hope you guys listen to that. And uh, as far as uh, any other shows that uh, I really wanted to draw your attention to, um, as you know, of. Uh, if, if you if you know me, if you know the show, I'm not too big of a fan on the sequel trilogy. And uh, somebody, one of our followers, um, challenged me to do a discussion show on the sequel trilogy. Um, at first, I I, 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 I politely declined. But then I said, you know what? Content is content. So uh, we got together. Uh, Semper Fi Danny um, and I got together. and We talked about The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi and the rise of Skywalker as they are collectively known as the sequel trilogy. So that one was a very interesting discussion. Um, interesting for me because, you know, I usually don't uh, pay too much attention or uh, put together a show on something that I don't like. Um, I'm not that kind of a podcaster. Uh, if I don't like it, I won't talk about it. Maybe once I'll say it and then I'll forget it. But um, we really had a good discussion uh, so, uh, take a listen to, uh, some of our previous shows. Cause those are a lot of, uh, a lot of fun. Um, some other announcements, um, next week we have Kyle Newman, filmmaker and director of fanboys. He'll be coming down here to the Citadel to say hello. Uh, Thursday, January 25th, a couple of things are happening that night. I think, um, uh, let's see, uh, Nicole. And I are going to be doing a On the Fives live. Uh, so that'll be a, a lot of fun. 
And I'm teaming up with used and abused Scott, Kim, and Nicole. You know, one of their last episodes, they were doing uh, some show and tells. And Scott was opening up some vinyl. Um, that would be records. Uh, if you guys, uh, if anybody was born um, prior, you know, post uh, 2019, uh, look up vinyl. Uh, back in the day, we used to have records and they had music and things on them. But I bought something and I wanted to uh, share what I bought with uh, with uh, the guys, uh, the folks over at Used and Abused. Um, this is going to be this is going to be a fantastic um, box opening, as they call it. Um, I don't do a lot of unboxing because I think they're silly. But, uh, you know, when you get into unboxing stuff like collectibles and things like that, it is kind of uh, it is kind of fun. So. Um, that's great. So I'll be teaming up with uh, Used and Abused, Scott, Kim, and Nicole. They inspired me. I went to go. Uh, I went and bought something on eBay, and it just came. So I'm gonna put that uh, put that to good use. Um, let's see here. All right. Uh, I want to say a special hello to Comics and Cosmetics, Danny. She is uh, watching and listening as she bakes uh, or makes some spaghetti. Um, I just had some pasta myself too. What uh, what did everybody else have for dinner? But um, excellent. All right. We um, we have a wonderful guest. We're going to be talking about Star Wars, Star Trek, the other white meat, as I as I like to call it. Um, but uh, we're really going to um, we're going to kind of dive into uh, what it is to be, you know, geeky and nerdy and and all the wonderful stuff that we love. Um we have uh, a wonderful guest. We'll bring him out uh, after our countdown. But uh, David Jones, he has been on a Star Trek. So that is uh, awesome. He's also been, if you guys were um, prepping to be scared uh, during Thanksgiving. Um, was it Thanksgiving? The movie is called Thanksgiving. But did it come out in Thanksgiving? We'll ask him when uh, when we bring him out. But um, again, big thanks to the chat you guys are fantastic. We'll be right back after I push a couple buttons. is now the ultimate power in the universe. All righty. I'm going to switch spots. I told David that I'm a little uh, OCD when it comes to my looking room, so I'm going to swap you out. David, how's it going, brother? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us here on the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Your first time here on the Citadel. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. And um, I, uh, I mentioned, did I get some of that stuff right? I mean, obviously we're going to talk about Star Trek, but the, the Thanksgiving movie, did it come out in Thanksgiving? It was a horror movie, right? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Did it come out in th during Thanksgiving or was it Halloween? I always picture horror movies coming out during Halloween. I, it, def it came out Thanksgiving weekend. Um, I know a lot of people wanted it to come out like during the Halloween season, but being a movie named Halloween, uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes, it did. Yeah, it was fantastic. 
Yeah, excellent, excellent. Um, yeah, there's some people rem reminding me uh, in the chat. Um, oh, excellent. I did not know that. Eli Roth. Eli Roth, the legend. Yes, absolutely. So um, let's... Uh, I, Okay, so you've done you've done a lot of things. Um, we're gonna get to that, but I, I really when people come on here, and obviously um, there are always folks that no matter what um, walk of life you meet them, they always there's always some commonality. Um, somebody is walking down the street and they they're wearing like a Star Wars t-shirt or, or a Star Trek t-shirt. You know, you kind of get that like that little weird like one-on-one -on -one secret little nod. Like, you know, you're, you're one of us. So it's, it's fantastic to be able to kind of meet all sorts of people, but, um, the, the commonality that we all have as, um, you know, I've, I always throw the words, uh, nerd and geek around, but really it, it is kind of a family of, of, of people that really like these movies for one reason or another. And I'm going to ask you what, um, why it is that you like it specifically, but I wanted to get your, uh, version of your star Wars story. And I know you're, you're wearing that wonderful emblem on your chest, but, um, let's, uh, let's switch gears here because we did, um, mention that we were going to talk a little bit about star Wars, but both, both star franchises, give us a, a little four one one on your star Wars story. So I think my first movie I saw in theaters, I believe it was the Phantom Menace. Um, when it came out all those years ago, we were at a local, um, I think it was my uncle. He got me and my little cousin at the time um, free tickets to go see the Phantom Menace in theaters. You know, they had all the Taco Bell, McDonald's yeah. merchandise and stuff like that um, to see that. I can't remember. So 99, I would have been 12, something <laughs> like that. Um, seeing that movie on the big screen was <laughs> mind blowing. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, George Lucas or Pepsi paid George Lucas two billion dollars to help market the movie. And obviously wow. Pe Pepsi is, you know, Taco Bell and uh, obviously Pepsi, Doritos and all that stuff. So there were there were tons of, of stores out there pushing episode one. Um, and I told the story years uh, a, a couple of months ago during another one of our shows when I was. Um, in Los Angeles in 99 to see the movie. I spent the night, I spent the night at the Grauman's Chinese theater for three nights with other fans. It was one of the best experiences of my life. It was just so wonderful, but there was a Taco Bell down the street and I offered, I offered the young lady behind the cash register, like 30 bucks for the t-shirt. Cause it had, you know, it had star Wars episode one and obviously the Pepsi logos. And she said, no. And I, I kept bumping it up. It, it, uh, finally I said, I'll give you a hundred bucks for that damn t-shirt. And she still said no. So I, I hope wherever she's at, she still has the t-shirt and, um, it is putting her through college. Cause damn it. I wanted that. <laughs> oh, that was special. Wasn't it? Absolutely. I remember, you know, uh, traveling, you know, I live here in Chicago, but, uh, I was, I remember packing like, like Darth Vader, like neckties and shirts and stuff like that. And thinking, I'm like, you know, I hope I'm not like um, overdressing for this event. But then you get there and you get to Los Angeles. And obviously there's like stormtroopers walking down the street. There's uh, Boba Fett's on Hollywood and Vine. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't think my tie is going to attract that much of attention. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what was your first ever Star Wars video game you ever played? Oh, let's see. Oh, it was um, on the old Atari 2600. 
Um, I'm, I'm a little older than you, so it's the Atari uh, 2600 Empire Strikes Back game, where Ooh. the at where the at looked like like six pixels on top of each other. So it was very, you know, the effects were for the time must have been what 86, 85. Um, the the graphics were like top notch back then. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. I think my first ever game was Shadows of the Empire for Nintendo sixty four. Uh. I remember and then that the pod, one too. Pod, then the pod racing game came right after it. After those, those were some of my favorite ever video games. And I still, um, to this day, I still remember some of those scenes in the Shadows of the Empire. And I remember fighting the uh, the Scout Walk, the um, what do you call it? The the you know, we we call it like the Chicken Walker, but the ATST um, inside the hangar bay. Uh, and I think didn't you play as Dash Rendar? Yep. Yeah, and I remember the music. I remember, you know, getting attacked by a wampa, um, all that stuff. It's it's playing it's the hossy, playing the hossy. That was one of the best parts of the video game, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Um, so that is your Star Wars story, 1999, Episode One, The Phantom Menace, and um, yeah, those were good times. I remember, you know, there was a little Star Trek Star Wars crossover during my stay at the Grauman's Chinese Theater. Um, at three in the morning, we were awakened by a, uh, a minivan full of Star Trek fans. They all had their blue uniforms from the original series. And there, there was a guy that came out with Spock ears and he was, he was flipping everybody off. Cause obviously we were all Star Wars fans. And he was like yelling at us saying, Yoda was a puppet. Yoda was a puppet. It was hilarious. It was wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, great fun, uh, between the franchise, uh, fans. It was fantastic. Um, have you ever had any uh, any um, any of those types of experiences? Have you gone to con conventions and really kind of enjoyed, uh, you know, being well, being a fan or just being part of it? Oh God, yeah, I go to fan, you know, the fan expos, comic cons every year as much as I can. Um, so they have uh, there's a Canadian one called uh, group called the Five Hundred First Legion. Sure. So they do they do a lot for cancer, you know, sick kids, stuff like that. Um, great cause and everything. So they have uh, the last couple of years they've had the uh, job of the hot uh, palace oh, wow. scene yeah. and everything there. So there's a big uh, job of the hot. It, oh, I love the stuff. Again, I'm a, I'm a nerd through and through. So I go to the comic cons. I dress up. Um, I have a great time. That's usually my yearly pilgrimage. <laughs> That's fantastic. And here in Chicago, we have a lot of conventions. We've got the big one called C2E2, which is in April. Um, there is, uh, I think it's FanFest in, in August. Uh, so we have a, a, a lot of them. Um, if, you're ever, uh, if you're ever willing to travel, uh, we have a uh, podcast get-together um, every year. I think this year we're having it in October here in Chicago. So if uh, if you're not doing anything, I'll, I'll hit you up. That would be a lot of fun. We also have uh, members of the 501st that are part of uh, the uh, Red 5 Network, so we always get together with some stormtroopers. I never get tired of seeing stormtroopers walking around in real life. It's so Fantastic, cool, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, we all want to wear it, right? We all want to dress up as a stormtrooper. Exactly. I love exactly. To, I'd love to be a stormtrooper in a Star Wars yeah. show or movie. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a reason, you know, Daniel Craig was uh in The Force Awakens. He's like, I don't care, just put me in a suit. I mean, it's 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 embedded in in us just to be able to kind of love that uh, you know, Star Wars or any any of any franchise really. Tom Hardy too. He was the first yeah. order in the last was the last Jedi? 
I think so. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. But um, what is your favorite storm? Speaking of stormtroopers, what's your favorite stormtrooper variant? I was going to say the clones. Um, it's got to, again, I grew up with rebel commando, so it's got to be the clones. Uh, Um, but it's stormtrooper. Ah, no, I'm not going to say the scouts. Ooh, you got, it's hard to pick, isn't it? It is. It's gotta be, I gotta go with the classic. Nothing beats the classic, right? Nothing at all. Let's bring it out. I would rock a clone wars one in a second. Absolutely. But, um, there's um it's it's you know the the mask is so iconic uh the stormtrooper is is such a wonderful design um i can't uh i can't get enough of of anything imperial or stormtrooper obviously as you can see behind me i've got a couple of masks but um <laughs> it's just just a few um it's but it's set the, it's stood the test of time right no it's it really, in the 70s yeah it really did it really did um all right so let's switch gears and talk a little bit about your star trek uh story um and i know like i said we'll 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 get into uh your appearance on a star trek but uh tell us a little bit about your star trek story so i've been a kid you know i was a fan with you know i dressed up as darth vader for halloween you know and i also dressed up as data from the next generation when i was a kid my grandma made me um a, a handmade data costume and for the next generation many years ago um i think my first ever star trek movie i ever saw in live theater i can't remember if i ever saw generations but i definitely remember first contact okay and that's really what got again like i said i've been a nerd all my life right so both franches i adore um just yeah it's I think that's what my first ever movie was ever seen in theaters. I think it was Star Trek First Contact. And oh, that was ninety nice. seven, I think. Was it ninety seven? Yeah. Yeah, that's 96. cool. What is it about Star Wars and Star Trek and maybe science fiction in general that um that is uh that is so attractive to kids like us growing up? What do you think it is? It's for Star Trek, it's got to be maybe what the future lies for humanity. It's always had that kind of story, right? For mm-hmm. Star Wars, Star Wars, you know, it's always uh, Luke Skywalker holding his lightsaber, Darth okay. Vader, um, R2-D2. I'm not sure for Star Wars, it's always been... I, yeah, I'm not sure what it's always been the attraction. Maybe it's got to be the costumes that attracted so many people over the years because everyone was dressed enough from the premiere of A New Hope to... Sure. Yeah. And it's uh, it's it's funny though, because it is a little different. You know, people uh, people kind of equate science fiction and just kind of clump everything together: Star Wars, Star Trek, Stargate, whatever other star you know franchises <laughs> out there. But it's it's interesting too, because you know wh- when you when you think about it, uh, you know we always kind of separate uh, Star Wars and Star Trek, where one is more science fiction than the other, one is a little bit more science fantasy. Um, and uh, but there's so much love for both franchises. And I think one of the things that really um, intrigues our 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 curiosity is different aspects from both franchises. Um, you know, you've got the 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 real world science of Star Trek um, that has inspired a lot of people, um, obviously, um, in both, you know, social realms and career choices. Uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, engineers and scientists that have uh, gone on to say that they love 
their their subject because of you know science fiction and Star Trek. Um, mm -hmm. And conversely, you know, I, I can count um, myself as one of those people, one of those kids that really um, was fascinated by industrial light and magic and the 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 work that was done by the technicians behind the scenes to create and shoot and edit and, and do all the special effects um, for Star Wars. Um, I became a, a camera person because of Star Wars. And again, you know, as a kid, for me, it wasn't like, I mean, obviously the visuals were great, but I was just so enamored at uh, the work that was being done behind the scenes. Um, did your career choices, um, were they uh, delegated by any of the franchises that we're talking about tonight? Not really. Like, um, I think when I was a kid, I might have always wanted to be in Star Wars and Star Trek as an actor. Also the Bond franchise, because again, I've grown up with, you know, family members from the UK. So I grew up in the Bond franchise for sure. Um, more than likely, yeah, I'm sure subconsciously it was like, yeah, you one day go be an actor in one of these, pro you know, franchises, right? Yeah, you're, um, you're almost, uh, you're almost complete. Yeah, you got one more franchise to go. Here's an interesting question from uh, my friend Danny, Comics and Cosmetics. If you if you got one, if you had to choose Trek or Wars, that's a that's a hard one. To watch or to acting? Um, Danny, to watch or to act in? How about both? First, to watch. Which one? Which one? Like, what's your comfort nerd <laughs> movies? I fandom. Ooh, I yeah. it's a tough one. It's a tough one because I've grown up with both. Mm -hmm. Um, now I've acted in one of them. I definitely want to act in. I definitely want to be in Star Wars, whether it be a future project, whatever they're doing, The Mandalorian. I can't choose because I would love them both. <laughs> yeah, honest opinion, but I definitely want to be in Star Wars one day. Absolutely. And uh, I'm sure it'll happen. So um, you, uh, you, you were in Star Trek, uh, Strange New Worlds, and I wanted to ask you a little bit about what that process was, um, your role. Um, how did you find out? Did you audition? Um, all that, uh, all that nitty gritty behind the scenes stuff. So I had another job at the time I was working telecommunications in Canada here for one of the big providers. Um, so it limited my availability to what I can do, right? Um, so originally I was supposed to play an Orion. You remember the green skin people in the original oh, series? Yeah. Like, so I was originally supposed to play one of them. I think it was, did you see season two of Strange New Worlds at all? Yeah. So I, I think it was in the Rigel 7 episode that I was originally supposed to play one of the Orions in. Um, but I think I had a scheduling conflict with my work. I couldn't get such and such days off. I can't remember exactly what it was. But so I had to drop out of that. And then I saw, you know, weeks later that they were looking for a wounded soldier. But I didn't know what that wounded soldier was for. I didn't know Klingon, human, Vulcan, whatever it was. Um, so leading up, again, we're, st we're still in COVID restrictions back then, right? Um, so you had to go COVID testing before costume fittings, um, before shooting, obviously, as well, too, right? Um, so when I was going costume fitting for the first time, I'm walking in the wardrobe department, you know, there's all the different costumes all up on their hangers, all the signs saying, you know, like uh, Admiral pins, Captain pins, all that kind of stuff too. And here's just me nerding right out, right? You this must have been going crazy. 
yeah, like I was nerding out. Like this was this isn't Halloween. This isn't some Comic Con. These are the real things, right? right yeah. Um, so the inner nerd in me was just going wild. My ADD was definitely kicking in that day. Um, I was just in heaven's glory, right? Like this is legit. I'm finally here. So when I saw my costume, I'll admit this: I cried. Yeah. Um, my grandma made me that Star Trek outfit when I was a kid, and unfortunately, wow. she passed away during those early months of COVID, so she never got to see me put on the real thing. Um, so it made me that much more emotional as well, too, when I saw the passing USS Enterprise on my uh, jacket. Nice. The nerd in me just, yeah, I just bawled. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm finally here. Wow, that's awesome. And I'm sure she's looking down on you and saying, my boy. Exactly. I hope so. Yeah. I hope she's proud. Excellent. Excellent. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure she is. Here's another great question from Megan. If you could live in either Trek or Wars, uh, which one would you choose? Like which world, which universe would you choose? I would like to see Trek because I love to see what the future is for our humanity. You know, we've gone yeah. some, through some dark times these last couple of years. Um, and it's obviously what's going in, uh, on now right now in the world. So I'd like to see how hopefully the hopefully humanity's sure. gotten better. Um, hopefully we'll fuck it up. But I'd also <laughs> love to, I w- would love to be in a galaxy far, far away, hopefully as a Jedi Knight. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask you, like, what character, what type of character would you like to be in, in Star Wars? Uh, if I... <laughs> Somebody, I, I w- somebody, somebody asked if you would be willing to play a young Balin Skull if given the opportunity. Of course you would. Yeah, <laughs> of course I would. Uh. Of course, I'm sure I could grow the beard out very quickly. Right, right. Um, yeah, if, I, 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 I don't blame Tom Hardy and Daniel Craig for wanting to be a stormtrooper. I would as well too. But I think I'd have a soft spot for being. I want to be. I want to hold the lightsaber. Yes. Yeah. That. Um, I think you know when uh, when you see the interviews of some of the other um, actors who have been in a Star Wars, especially the, the you know the the prequels, you've got Sam Jackson talking about the um, almost the spiritual moment that he felt when when George gave him his lightsaber. You also have um, Hayden Christensen talking about that, and I, I can imagine um, because uh, you know not only are you being thrust you know, into this world that is star Wars, but you're getting, you're getting something that is officially part of the brand, something that is, you know, um, unequivocally star Wars, you know, you grew up making the sounds and fighting with, you know, dowel rods and sticks with your friends and pretending you're, you know, Jedi and, and Sith. So it, it's gotta be an amazing feeling, uh, to be able to, to be in a star Wars. Um, Tell me a little bit about, uh, so once you put on that Star Trek outfit, um, you get on set, what is going through your mind? Tell me a little bit about what that process was like and uh, and who the people around you were. So I was, like I said, I was nerding out. I'm walking on the set for the first day and, um, you know, wearing the whole costumes. We're on that big AR wall screen now, you know, where the Mandalorian uses to use for the green screen technology now. So I saw that. I'm like, oh, my God, this is, you know, I can finally see this in person. This is really cool, but it's hot because it puts off a lot of heat, right? Oh, wow. Um, so we were on a Klingon planet for that episode. So it was cool seeing, you know, all the boxes and gearboxes saying United Federation of Planets. It's like, oh, I'm here. I finally fulfilled my childhood dream. Yeah. Um, 
it was so cool. Like in, um, I'm walking on sets and, uh, there's Clint Howard, uh, mm. on set as well too. I'm like, wow. Oh my God. I said, is that Clint Howard? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> which, uh, which episode was it? What's, what's under the, the cloak of war. So it was season okay. two episode six under the cloak of war. Okay. I mean, I've seen them all and you know, when I saw that episode, I didn't know you. So I'm like, Oh, cool. <laughs> so we're going to, we're all, we're all going to have to go back and, and rewatch that. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. I think um, who directed that episode? Oh, what's his name? Um, I always screw up his name. Uh, was, was it Jonathan Frakes? No, he did the, he did the uh, next episode, unfortunately. Oh, okay. But I know, um, the, I, know Bird. I think it was Jeff Bird. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Because I know, um, I know on uh, on my rewatch of Voyager. I mean, you, you you get a lot of the actors start to direct. I mean, Gates, Gates McFadden was directing. Lavar Burton, obviously. I mentioned Jonathan Frakes. Um, even uh, I can't remember the the actor's name. Tom Paris. Yeah, he's Robert Duncan. Yep. Yeah, so he's been directing. Um, so it's funny how. Um, how a lot of the uh oh even in the uh the original series you had uh letter nimoy obviously um shatner shatner did a couple of movies a couple of them so yep. um yeah it's uh it, it it's that old uh hollywood adage like all all actors want to direct <laughs> <laughs> exactly and speaking of which if you got an opportunity to direct something what would you direct Either and it, it it doesn't have to be in the in in either of the franchises, but what kind of story would you love to helm? If I was ever a director, I would love to remake Silence of the Lambs. Oh wow! Or a definitely a horror movie, you know, like a Halloween. I I love those franchises. Um, I, I would love to do something like that. Excellent. Um. Who would you cast as the uh, as the two main uh, actors? Hmm. With Hannibal, like I would bring back Matt Mickelson. I think he did a great job in Hannibal. Yeah. And then, what about Jodie Foster's character? <sighs> Good question. Then let me. I'll have to think on that one. Yeah. Um, it's funny cause I just started watching, she's in the, uh, the new true, what's the true blood, true crime. So, yeah. True crimes. I believe. Yeah. Something like that. Um, she's been, she's been a consistently, uh, great, uh, actress from the get go. Um, I remember her first, uh, project was Scott Bayo was in it. They were all kids. Uh, damn. Somebody in the chat. Remember, remind me. Um, but, um, we want to say hello to Captain's Court Quadrant. Joe Dove. They're in the chat. Hello. Rural Farm Boy is in the chat. Thank you again. Let's see if any new people have showed up. I did say Skywalker's Academy is in the chat. I think he was the Skywalker's Academy was the first one to say hello. Actually, second, because you were the first. <laughs> I remember, like, like six days ago. <laughs> Oh yeah, true detective. The, that's that's the one. Excellent. So, um, 
do you have any uh, upcoming uh, projects uh, or actually some of your favorite projects that uh, that you're proud of that uh, you would want to share with us? So recently I was in Thanksgiving on this last right. movie by Eli Roth. I played a Raymar security guard. Um, mm -hmm. This just recently just came out of theaters. It's just gone on. I think it's on Apple TV now, Prime Video, uh, Blu-ray and DVD. I think it comes out next week. So that's the most recent that's come out. That's I again. I've like I said. I've grown up with the Halloween movies. I watched them meticulously yeah, yeah. when the, uh, Fear Fest comes out on AMC. Um, so that was special because I got to be my first horror movie that I got to be a part of. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I think um, some of the first horror movies that I grew up with were Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth. Um, something cool about Michael Myers, man. Yeah, it was like we won't talk about season of the witch. Definitely not my right, favorite yeah. one. But it was a even, little off the wall, yeah. I enjoyed that first zombie movie. Mm -hmm. I it was cool to see the backstory of Michael Myers and even as a kid. And then the second one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. Oh man. So what's um, your favorite Halloween movie then? You know, I'm always gonna say the original one. That's like asking, you know, what, what's your favorite Star Wars? I, although I do, I do like the, I mean, I love the first one because it was the original one, but it's, it's going to be the Empire Strikes Back. But something about the original Halloween movie, um, it was so different. I mean, John Carpenter was, was kind of a genius uh, when it comes to that, that, uh, that first Halloween movie. It was, it was great. The, and he was, he's one of those directors that like did it all. Like, okay, I'll direct. I'll, I'll shoot it myself. I'll, uh, I'll do the music. Um, there's not a lot of directors nowadays that, that can do, um, you know, a little bit of everything or everything like, like John Carpenter did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The sequel was good too. I, yeah. I enjoyed Halloween too. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those movies. Uh, I mean, horror in general is, is such a raw genre. Um, and I know, you know, from time to time, they, uh, they try to push the envelope a little bit on, on horror, but, uh, a lot of times I think, um, what's more horrific than seeing something on screen is, is seeing what's, what's in your brain, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, with subtleties and, and things kind of off in the corner and stuff like that. Um, do you, uh, are, are you, uh, are you a big fan of, of horror in general? Um, I I enjoy them. I definitely enjoy them. Halloween's always going to be my bread and butter, obviously, with the first, you know, first couple of Jasons, the original Psycho. Um, I can't, I don't know if you can call Silence of the Lambs a horror. Um, obviously, the original Saw movie was fantastic. Sure. Yeah. Um, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, obviously, as well, too. I, I love the franchise. It's, it's, they've all had great movies. Um, and they've all been different. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you, uh, we're going to go back to the Star Trek world. Um, are there any, um, are there any other type of roles in the Star Trek world that, uh, that you would love to kind of sink your teeth into? Like if they let called me, you back. Let me play a Klingon. Yeah. Something about Klingons, uh, right? Iconic, right? Iconic characters. 
is it because they're bad guys or is it because of the, the way they look? Um, because I, I, you know, we, we talk to a lot of people and it does seem like everybody just loves to be a bad guy, but what is it about bad guys and villains in movies that, that actors just love? Maybe the nostalgic, like a, a race that have been around for so many years and they're, you know, the anti, I don't, I, I don't get it myself as well too, but the Klingons look great. Sure. Um, and they always had a great villain. They always casted a great villain. So maybe that helped with it as well, too. You know, you had Christopher Plummer and the, um, you also had oh, good. Christopher Plummer. You had um, Christopher Lloyd in Star Trek mm -hmm. three as well, too. Yeah. Um, so they just made those roles even more better. Right. Who's your favorite Klingon out of all the Klingons that we gotten in television and film? Obviously, I would say Worf, but I, I've grown up, I love the Adams family. So obviously, Christopher Lloyd's always going to get my secret spots because I love them as Uncle Fester. That's too funny. You know, you mentioned Christopher Plummer um, in Undiscovered Country. He was so different. And I think it's because it was Christopher Plummer playing the role of a Klingon. Um, obviously, classically trained. There's something about his portrayal as as General Chang that, um, um, you know, actors like that bring uh, such a different feeling to the role, especially in science fiction, because, you know, a lot of critics and a lot of people kind of play off science fiction as a kids genre, almost like, you know, comic books versus novels. Um, mm -hmm. We uh, we try not to discount um, the, you know, comic books, um, you know, like that. But, you know, we had uh, Robert Redford in a Marvel movie. We've got uh, Harrison Ford coming up in another Marvel movie. And I think, you know, slowly but surely, these actors are kind of realizing that, oh, you know, besides the fact that, you know, they make a boatload of money. But I think um, I think they are starting to realize that the stories are, are intricate, um, a little complex, and the characters are definitely complex. The characters in um, in fantasy franchises are extremely complex because of the added layer of uh, you know the science fiction and fantasy aspect. Um, mm -hmm. Klingon, Klingons, obviously, um, for sure. Um, we let's see. Rural Farm Boy's got a nice question here. Let me pop that up. Any thoughts or opinions on the Borg? Oh iconic yeah iconic what can, you, what can you say about the borg they scared the hell out of me when i was yeah. in watching star trek first contact all those years ago as a kid like that was seeing them coming out of you know the rooms and stuff they were that movie just made them look so much more badass yeah and uh you know watching it in what was it 1997 uh on television during the uh the good old days of uh united paramount network when they first appeared um during that uh that summer hiatus when uh when we get Riker, you know say that uh, we've engaged the borg um and then we had to wait three months to see the conclusion that was oh, phenomenal um but yeah the you know um why are bad guys so cool i mean they always dress them really cool and they're just badasses i think even now one of our most downloaded um, episode is uh, uh, an episode uh, called "The Legacy of the Bad Guy." People just love bad, you know, villains and stuff like that. What mm -hmm. is it about 
what is it about villains that um, that connect with us? What do you think it is? <sighs> Everybody loves to be a bad guy, right? Wants to be a bad guy, right? Um, definitely, like me, I grew up with the '89 Batman movie, seeing Jack oh, Nicholson yeah. as the Joker. Um, Wonderful, one of the best performances we'll ever see, right? It's and the, look at other the other performance we've had since. Um, I think they just set the bars all those years ago, and everybody wants to be that guy, right? Of course, yeah. we've all grown up with them as kids. Yeah, and I think it's the uh, the fantasy aspect of it too. You know, we want to we want to be bad and and get away with it without uh, you know obviously without hurting anybody. But I think it's uh it's fun to kind of let loose, um, mm-hmm. especially in 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 fantasy and in movies and stuff like that. Um, I think, uh, I think that plays a lot into it. Um, here's another question from Jespata. Thank you very much for joining us. Which version of the enterprise is your favorite? Ooh, that's a good one. Mm, it's gotta be the enterprise. A, you know, Captain Kirk's ship. Um, right. TNG, obviously the enterprise D would be my get go. Cause that was the, fir- really the first enterprise I remember as a kid, but the fat, the fat one. The fat one. <laughs> but now that my jacket also had USS Enterprise, I've got to be a little bit more biased, obviously. Sure. Oh, did you get to keep your costume or did you get to keep anything from the set? No, the wardrobe people are very meticulous. <laughs> yeah. I think I think even the boots that we were wearing, because the boots had the Starfleet logo on the bottoms. Right. I think I saw I think they saw recently they're going for like eight hundred dollars for the boots. <laughs> wow. And they're giving those to extras. So yeah, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> wow. I wish. Crazy. I wish. They could have kept my paycheck. And I if I could have kept it. Yeah. I think um yeah, that's funny. So you uh you said you grew up with uh with TNG. Yep. And uh what other Star Trek uh is part of your routine rewatch if you do a rewatch, but what other Star Trek uh is on your uh, on your list there the original series um i love the original those movie original kirk movies as well too i no, no lie i would give anything right now to put on those maroon uh kirk era outfits hopefully if star trek starts using those in the future i'd love to wear those cool, um yeah. but definitely deep space nine deep space Nine was a great series as well too oh, in its yeah. own some of the some gr- amazing some of the best episodes we've had in the franchise are in that series yeah how about deep yourself space. no i love these deep space nine um i was on the set of deep space nine back in the 90s and they use a lot of forced perspective it was the the actual set was um was smaller than i thought but you know they had these they had removable walls that that did a weird little forced perspective from the center mm-hmm. um and uh, it was really cool to see, obviously, the the removable walls to bring in cameras and camera crews on, on the promenade and, and on the, the two layers of the set. Um, that's fantastic. I know uh, Comics and Cosmetics is uh, all excited because she loves Deep Space Nine and uh, Captain <laughs> Cisco. Uh, a little uh, bring, bring back the Cisco. Yeah, bring back the Cisco. Yeah, bring um, back. Yeah, this this is funny. The slogan for the show tonight is "May the Force will you to live <laughs> and prosper." Say that, say that ten times fast. That's exactly. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, 
we uh, we talked a little bit before we went on the air. We talked a little bit about the uh, the technology that both franchises are using for special effects. Um, and you did mention that uh, some of those LED walls generate a lot of heat. But uh, what is it? Uh, go into a little bit more uh, what it's like to like to be on on the set of a Star Trek. Oh, that's and, great! And, and, and I know it's different than. Because you were on um, for Thanksgiving, you were actually at a location, which is a lot different than being on a, a stage with, uh, you know, the LED technology. But uh, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, walking on that uh, stage for the first time. So it's cool. So we're on a plant Klingon planet, right? So it was all war. Um, you know, it was supposed to look like a military, you know, like a military base kind of stuff like that, but for Starfleet, right? Um, so that whole wall is also the same technology that they used for the Mandalorian. Um, mm -hmm. So now, so now, whatever you see in the back, there's no more green screen. You know, where Obi Wan can't really see who he's fighting, right? Um, now, as the screen's live, as as you see on the TV, right? Um, it's so big. There's so many wires. Uh, it was really cool to see it as a fan. Like I think I saw leaks of it earlier, um, a couple of years before it became real. Um, so it's so cool to see it in live live person, right? Because now you can see what's really going on, what you're going to see on the television when it comes out, right? It was so cool. That's cool. That's excellent. Danny says she remembers the episode, and she uh, puts a little side note that Nurse Chapel touched you. Is that true? I yeah, I believe she did. Um, if I'm not mistaken, because uh, I'm getting beamed off. I'm, I'm getting beamed back because after the battle of the Klingons, and then uh, she's grabbing me because I'm a wounded soul. Nurse uh, Jess Bush was fantastic. She was one of the nicest people there. Um, I had a great experience. The cast were fantastic. They really are, and the crew. This is my jealous face. Yes, you're <laughs> you're right. I think she's fantastic too. Uh, just from from a fan's perspective, obviously, because I watch her on the side of the screen. <laughs> well, we're all fans at the end of the day, right? Um, yeah, she was fantastic. She, there was all kids there too. She was great with everybody because we were there for long days, right? So, how long were your days? The average, honest opinion, like the average day, even as a regular actor or as an extra, you're looking fifteen hours. Wow. You do a lot of waiting while those, you know, camera guys set up and lighting does their as thing. A, I mean, as an extra, yes. Like, um, they'll have obviously their call the call sheets and whatever scenes that's shooting stuff like that. And then if they're only using the regular actors for say, like, say there's five scenes, they only need you for scene four and five. You're sending in what's called a background holding, um, keeping yourself busy and stuff like that until they call you. And say you know we need you such and such but they also knew i think they knew that i was a life you know lifelong trekkie so this wasn't just some job to me so they were nice enough to let me walk on the set enjoy it you know as long as i keep quiet stay out of the way kind of stuff like that so that was special no that's pretty cool so made the days a lot shorter than what they yeah. were a lot of sudoku waiting <laughs> For most, for some people, yes, like there were people, unfortunately, who did not get make it to the set. Um, but like I said, I think they knew that I was a Trekkie forever. So maybe I might nice. have got special leeway. Like, who knows? That's kind of nice. Because somebody who wants to work, right? And they knew sure. maybe my grandma making her magic happen, right? There you go. Told you. <laughs> 
Absolutely. That's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. You also mentioned, um, the James Bond franchise. Uh, what is it about James Bond that, uh, that connects with you personally? My family are all English born. So I've grown up watching the, I've grown up watching the Bond franchise. My first obviously ever video game was GoldenEye in the N64. So it's just, it's just gone with me for the whole, and then obviously I got into modeling. So of course you want to look suave and dapper like James Bond, right? So it's just, it's just gone down the ways. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to be in the bar. Who's your favorite Bond? It's gotta be. (sighs) Realistically, it's Daniel Craig. He's the most realistic Bond. Okay. But I'll, I'll always go back to Pierce Brosnan because of Goldeneye. Goldeneye got me into the franchise. That's pretty cool. It's funny. Um, I mean, these are, these are franchises that have been along, you know, been around for a really long time, you know, and we have been asking you like, what's your favorite this and what's your favorite that. And, you know, I, I, I sense that some of those questions are hard because they're, it's really hard to choose. You know, we, we love what we love and it's, it's just fun to be, it's fun to be a fan, but you know, you're part of it now. And it's, 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 it's gotta be 10 times, you know, more fun for you too. obviously walking around the set and being in that outfit and stuff like that. Um, but it is fantastic to be able to kind of enjoy, you know, a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, do you have any, um, do you have any, uh, collectibles? Cause I know, you know, a lot of, you know, when you're a fan of something, you start kind of uh, amassing a collection of whatever it is that you have. What are some of your favorites or some of the stuff that you might have handy? I still have this from my original. I think I've had this since when I was uh, so in that Star Trek photo of mine when I was a kid. I think this was in that photo, and wow. I've collected ever I've collected it ever since. Um, and then I have Spock dolls and stuff like that. Um, the, I've does recently the phaser, de- does the phaser still work? It it would if it had batteries in it, but oh, it's probably yeah. yeah, but it was so cool. Yeah, Very I've had nice. this since what 1996, 1995. Sure. Yeah. It's not leaving it's, it's not it's not leaving my <laughs> Yeah. It's uh it's uh, you know, collecting is is uh is interesting too because it, it it connects with uh with it with what we love. And obviously it's nostalgic, but, uh, there's so many memories that go into it. Like you said, you, you know, you took your, your, some of your first pictures and stuff like that. Um, talk a little bit about your, speaking of pictures, talk a little bit about your modeling career. What have, um, what have you been doing with, uh, with modeling? So not as much ever since I got into acting now. Um, I just, I sadly, I just don't have the time, but I've done everything from like motorcycle photography to, you know, fashion photography and then obviously cosplay because of all the comic cons and stuff like that so i've had quite that's actually what a lot of my friends suggested me to do in the first place take my passion for that that i did take it into the film industry because a lot of them said you know you have to look why don't you try it in the film industry you know brad pitt was an extra stallone was an extra maybe you know right time right place maybe you can be that next person so i i held off for years you know i was always yeah maybe next year next year next Mm -hmm. year kind of thing right and then um i got my first experience working on gotham knights as my first acting job as a background person um so i think that gave me the little acting bug to keep going and then it's just gotten better and better since you said that you uh you held off for a while what uh what stopped you really (laughs) my own laziness (laughs) 
Yeah. Because I know a lot of people have this this innate fear, like, eh, I don't want to do it because what if I fail? I mean, a lot of, you know, there's some people that, that think that way. Uh, you know, obviously laziness is kind of a, a thing, too. I, I have a story where, you know, I told you that I used to cut uh, videos for Creation Entertainment, the fan videos, and I met uh, Eric Stilwell. Uh, we talked uh, uh, about, um, you know, one of the best Star Trek episodes, Yesterday's Enterprise. He wrote that. So I, I, I met him. He had um, he had told me to send in some um, information to the line producer of TNG, Brad Yakovian. And um, this is when I was very young. He said that I I think in another in another universe, I could be editing Star Trek right now. But because of my self-doubt and self-fear, I still have that stupid letter that I wrote to Brad um, saying that, uh, you know, one of your writers suggested that I contact you and I'd like to come down to L.A. and meet you. And I never fucking sent it. Mm. And that's one of those things that like pisses pisses me off. I mean, it's a learning experience. It's a life learning situation that I went through. Um, but it's one of those things like self-doubt never again, you know, the one piece of advice I can give you though, you still got time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, star Wars is, uh, doing a lot of behind the scenes videos and especially now that they are, um, you know, ramping up to, to do more television shows. So I'm going to get ready. Do it, man. You just, you can be a stormtrooper yourself on the Mandalorian or something like that. Right. Imagine how ready, that would be. I'm, like. ready, I'm ready to go. Um, but it, you know, it is fantastic. I think uh, you know, being um being someone that is interested in the 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 creative process, really, you know, acting or uh, in my case, you know, all the stuff behind the scenes. Um I I wouldn't trade that for the world, you know, and I was uh, in college. I was a bank teller and it was the most boring ass job I've ever had. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Not to put down other bank tellers, because, you know, if you love it, you love it. I mean, sometimes it's, you know, like for me, it was just it was a paycheck. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know the the aspect of being creative. And I think that's uh, that's one thing that that science fiction really does well it it sparks your imagination it yep. uh it brings you to a space in your own mind that frees you uh and it makes you think outside the box um i think science fiction and fantasy does that very well um mm-hmm. but um yeah it's 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 fantastic for for a lot look of people, at, everybody uh, that uh, look, enjoys that franchise sorry look look what the original beetlejuice movie did you know, look, look at what that gave us. Right. And now we got the sequel coming out in a yeah. couple of months. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, any advice you would have for uh, up and coming actors or models? What would you tell, what would you tell them that maybe you should have, or would have told a younger you many years ago? Do it. <laughs> Don't put it off. If you get rejected, you get rejected. That's life. Yeah. Um, just work your ass off have a good work ethic because these directors and you know assistant directors they notice that because they're watching you sure and then hope you know hopefully good things happen right absolutely in the uh, immortal words of emperor palpatine do it do it <laughs> <laughs> life good. is short you got to enjoy it 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, David, this has been fantastic talking with you. Um, is there um, any other final words on uh, anything that maybe I didn't ask you that you want uh, people to know? Uh, um, there are things coming, unfortunately, I, that I cannot talk about right now. Right, yeah. um, but stay on my social medias because uh, when they get announced, I will definitely be announcing it. Um, and I hope everybody's enjoying this tonight. Don't, don't forget to like and subscribe to the Scarif podcast. Um, and I hope you all had a great time with us. Excellent. Thank you so much. I was going to ask you if you have anything coming up. I'm sure you do. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, you can't talk about it, but uh, absolutely. Uh, why don't you remind folks in the chat where people can find you to say hello there. <laughs> find me on Twitter, X, whatever uh, threads as well too. I believe it's a actor, 80 actor, Damon, 86 official, same on Instagram as well too. Um, check me out on, uh, prime video for thanksgiving um hopefully i can go back to the sequel um just make let's make it happen excellent excellent thank you so much and a quick reminder uh don't miss next week's uh scarif live it is the 27th next week isn't it yes i think so yes um we uh we will have kyle newman filmmaker director of fanboys he also had something to do with uh, i think he produced that documentary about the star wars special edition so we'll be talking to him about that uh that'll be a, a lot of fun and again i'm teaming up with uh another red five podcast uh, used and abused we're going to be uh doing a little unboxing um of some cool stuff that i received uh they inspired me um they bought uh, i think they bought uh, a uh, an old uh, an original star wars soundtrack on vinyl which was uh quite a find so i went on ebay and i bought something myself and i wanted to share that uh, with them and with all of you and another quick reminder danny from comics and cosmetics has her nerdy news segment uh show out please look for her uh look for her channel and subscribe um, and then look for the rest of the Red 5 network over at bio.link slash Red 5. We've got YouTube channels. We've got podcasts. Uh, if you like talking nerdy stuff like we just did right now with David, uh, head on over there and uh, check out the rest of the Red 5 network. Um, David, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, I hope you uh, had fun discussing some cool nerdy stuff. And uh, we, uh, you have an open invite uh, whenever you want to talk nerdy stuff or if you're uh, you know, if you want to talk about some of the new projects that you're involved, we'd love to have you. I'll be nerd. I'll, I'll be DMing you. I will be chatting a lot. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Uh, and, uh, I'm going to be dropping this, uh, episode in the audio feeds as well, uh, for next Thursday. So please, uh, subscribe and follow and hit the thumbs up until next time. This is Ro, the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Talk to you guys later. And that's the scuttlebutt. Live long and may the force prosper with you. <laughs>